Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Dancing in Concert with the Infinite. This is the second episode where we're going to look at decluttering fate. One of the things that I have to do uh, when I talk about decluttering things in real life, going through my stuff, one of the things that, that is necessary is to go through things and determine what's essential. Do I really need this? Or is this something that I like, but I don't necessarily need it? Or is this something that I have absolutely no use for? This past weekend, Robin was going through these bookcases we have in our dining room. Lots and lots of stuff. And when we unpacked, things just got stuck on the shelf. And quite honestly, they had become cluttered. So if she was going through the bookcases over the weekend, she would ask me which, if any, of the books on the shelves could go. And it was kind of fun. It was interesting uh, to do that. And by the time we were done, we had actually filled an, an entire box with books that we decided we just didn't need anymore. And we're going to take them to the thrift store. I had pulled several more that I didn't necessarily want to get rid of, but I thought I could bring them and put them here in the office, or perhaps we could put them in the library at church. Now, there's still a lot of books there on the bookcase. But we took some of them out that weren't essential, that we did not need there. We were able to accomplish our goal of decluttering those bookcases. One of the really interesting things that happens whenever Robin and I do this, and we don't do it nearly as often as we should, but one of the things that happens is we go through all this stuff, and I'll just be honest, most of it is my stuff. Inevitably, we're going to have a conversation about why a particular item is or is not essential. And usually I'm the one having to explain or defend why this particular thing has to stay, why I need to keep this thing. Now, there are times when we are both in agreement, and the decision isn't too terribly difficult. Some of the books we got rid of over the weekend, we just both knew that we don't need this. We're never going to read this again. We could tell by how much dust was on it that we hadn't broken it out and opened it. But depending upon the item, we can often have very differing opinions upon how essential it is. For the record, neither of us felt that the Joel Osteen book on tape was essential. Now, we did agree to keep it as a conversation piece. It was given to me as a gag gift by a friend of mine. And it will look nice sitting on our copy of Your Best Life Now, The Game. And yes, that is real. And yes, I have a copy of it. You can go over to the blog and see a picture of both of these items. I picked the game up years ago when I managed a thrift store. I just happened to see it one day and I thought I have to have this. Now, do I need it? No. Is it essential? No. But it's fun. But it's not essential. Determining one's theology or one's beliefs, one's doctrine, is much more serious than deciding whether or not to keep a novelty item or a gag gift or even a book that I really, really like. All you have to do is have a serious conversation with someone who has different beliefs than you do, someone who may be from a different faith background than you do, and to sit down and have a real conversation about what you believe and why you believe the things you believe. And if you've ever had a conversation, especially with someone who has diametrically 
opposed beliefs or, or very differing beliefs even on the Bible and Jesus and God, you quickly realize that we don't often agree on what is essential or non-essential when it comes to the faith. As I stated in the past, I have been in church my entire life. I have been reading the Bible my entire life. I have been in Sunday school. I have been in Bible studies. I have heard sermons preached my entire life. Been to Bible college. Been to seminary. And there are some things that I have always believed and I have never seriously questioned them. But there are also some things that I was taught over the years that I have abandoned or have determined that while I may still believe certain aspects, they aren't essential. They are things that I can let go of. For this particular episode, I want to mention some of the things that are essential to me. These are non-negotiables when it comes to my faith as a Christian. And these are off the top of my head. I could probably sit down and, and think of more. But as I was just sitting there imagining myself walking through the house and going from room to room finding things, these are the, the, the nine things that immediately came to my mind. And the first one is, there's only one God, and He exists in three distinct persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We call that the Trinity. To me, that's an essential belief. Number two is, God created the universe from nothing. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. To me, that is a essential. Number three, Adam and Eve were real people that committed a real sin and brought sin and death into our world. To me, that's non-negotiable. The fourth one is the Bible is the inspired, inerrant, and infallible word of God. Now, People define those words differently, and that will be a conversation I hope to have in the future. But as far as an essential belief, the Bible's inspired. It's inerrant. It's infallible. The fifth one, Jesus was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He was crucified, died, buried, and he rose from the grave. Non-negotiable. Number six is we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Number seven, Jesus is 100% God and he's 100% man. Number eight, Jesus will return one day. He will come back. That's second coming. And the ninth thing that just kind of popped into my mind is I was thinking about things that are essential is there is an eternal reward for those who are in Christ and eternal punishment for those who aren't. And as I said, there, there's the possibility that there are other things I will determine are essential as I go through this process. These are just the nine things that immediately came to my mind when I asked myself, what are the essentials? What are the non-negotiables? By stating that these are essential to my faith, I'm, I'm not claiming that I understand how each and every one of them work. I have yet to see a satisfactory explanation for the Trinity. I've seen all sorts of examples. I've seen all sorts of illustrations. And some of them are better than others. But I confess, 
I don't know how there's only one God, but yet that one God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And those three are different, but they're all the same God. But I believe it. I recognize the fact, point number eight, Jesus will return one day. I recognize there are a lot of different ways to understand that. There are a lot of different opinions. There are a lot of different theological systems designed to explain how that's going to play out. Amillennial, postmillennial, premillennial, dispensational, post-trib, pre-trib. I don't know how it's going to play out. I have my opinions. But I do believe Jesus is going to come back. That's the essential. How it plays out, those are some of the things we can discuss. Those are some of the things that maybe we can toss out. But Jesus will return. I do believe that. And I believe there is a literal heaven. I believe in a new creation when Christ will return and make all things new. And I believe that there is a hell. These are the things that Sometimes I need to take them out and dust them off and put them up and remind myself these are things that you cling to. These are things that you hold on to. These are things you don't toss. I hope that as you listen or as you read the written blog, I hope it inspires you to think. I hope it inspires you to make your own list. And I hope that if you're out there and this conversation is interesting, I hope you share if you read the blog, leave comments. Let's have these conversations. Even if you disagree on what the essentials are. The only thing I do ask is that we keep it civil, even when we disagree. I'm really looking forward to continuing this journey, not only through the written blog, but through this podcast. And I hope that someone out there is listening. I hope that someone has something to say, and I encourage you to do so. And I invite you to join me on this journey as we declutter our faith. Father, just thank you for Jesus. Help us remember it's all about him. And Lord, there, there are things that your word teaches us that, that are absolutely necessary. But there are a lot of things that we have added. A lot of things that are just baggage. A lot of things that aren't essential, Lord. Well, we just ask for you to to speak through your spirit as we go through your word and, and we have these conversations and we discuss the things that are absolutely necessary. And Lord, if there are things just collecting dust on the shelf that don't need to be there, Lord, help us to seriously and honestly examine. Help us to declutter our faith and get back down to the basics. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you all have a great day and hope to see you again on our next episode. 